Welcome to the teaching ministry of Bishop Daniel Harley, the resident pastor of Christ Our Hope Cathedral, Peter Mansfield, and overseer of the KZN Council of Churches. Bishop Daniel Harley is a son of Bishop Dag Hewitt Mills, the founder and bishop of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches. Bishop Daniel Harley has a strong passion for missions and evangelism and has preached the gospel over many years. Join us now for a life-changing experience. Welcome to the teaching ministry of Bishop Daniel Harley, the resident pastor of Christ Our Hope Cathedral, Peter Mansfield, and overseer of the KZN Council of Churches. Bishop Daniel Harley is a son of Bishop Dag Hewitt Mills, the founder and bishop of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches. Bishop Daniel Harley has a strong passion for missions and evangelism, and has preached the gospel over many years. Join us now for a life-changing experience. Good. Let us pray. Father, thanks a million for this opportunity to receive your word. Speak to us in a way that will understand. Let your will be done. Open the eyes of our understanding that we will know what you have in store for us. Your saints that you sent your precious son to die and shed his blood that we might be saved. We give you praise. We give you glory. We take assurance in the saving work of Jesus Christ right now. In the name of Jesus. We thank you. We bless you. In Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Wonderful. Well, I want to share with you um, what I call... Or maybe let me not call it anything. Let me start. When I decide what to call it, I'll let you know. Great. But, <laughs> you know, sometimes in life, when you are under pressure, then it reveals exactly what is inside of you. Somebody said to me recently an old saying I have known for a long time, but the person brought it to my remembrance that when you take a sponge, it's when you squeeze the sponge that you know what's in the sponge. Whether there's water in the sponge, whether there's acid, whether there's um, soap, whether there's oil. It's when you squeeze the, the sponge that you know exactly what is inside it. The same applies to us human beings. That When we are under pressure, then we know exactly what is in us. Some people say, oh, I was under pressure. That's why I made this mistake. That's what is actually in you. Because the things you do when there's no pressure, you are well organized. You can think it through. Do you get You can think it through. You can, so, so that's how can people pretend. Say amen. Help you look to how are you doing. That people pretend. Because when you are not under, I mean, in the next three minutes, we are going to ask you to answer the following question. You can take your time, smart up. When many of you, when you are coming to take a picture, you take your time, smart up, you straighten your makeup. Sometimes your ear is moving, your nose is moving a little to the left. Then you adjust it to come to the center. It's like, come on, center. Do you, do you get it? <laughs> but when we take a picture off guard, when you are not watching, that's when we see the real you. When you are under pressure, what is really inside of you comes out. One great man of God, he said his wife was pregnant. And one, <laughs> please, I need a timer. Okay, okay, it's 6.64. Okay, I start from there. His wife was pregnant, like I was saying. And she said her water had broken and she was going into labor. Do you get it? Meanwhile, this, this, this lady was an English-speaking Ghanaian. Okay? Now, 
when, her, when she said she was going to, into labor, she started to speak French. I think she was in Switzerland. So she started to speak French. Then the husband said, no, you are not in labor. If you are really, if you are really in labor, you will speak your mother tongue. You will start to say, no can journey, I go, guys, you, those are the things you will say, but you can't start by saying that, to le monde, no, 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 you, you, still will play, mademoiselle. You won't be saying things like that because you are not yet under pressure. Jesus, as we have heard the sayings that he said on the cross, from the moment he came under immense pressure, he started to say what was in his heart exactly. Tonight, I want to take you through the seven sayings of Jesus on the cross and what each of them mean to us. Somebody say amen. amen. Those were the real things that was on Jesus' heart. Proud to this time, Bible says Jesus had prayed and he had sweated and he had cried blood. The pressure was mounting. The, 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 the pressure on him, the heat on him, the pain, the betrayal, the disappointment of the same people he had laid hands to heal, he had prayed for, for miracles, he had blessed, he had done so he had opened the eyes of the blind, he had raised Jairus' daughter from the dead, he has raised Lazarus himself from the dead, he had fed 5,000 people, he could see the, their betrayal, their wickedness, the anguish that was on him, upon him, when it came fully upon him, Bible says he prayed, and he sweated and he cried blood. The tension was powerful. The tension was so thick you could almost cut it with a knife. You could cut it with a knife. Then Jesus began to speak. So when look at the very first thing he said. From the time he was arrested. From the time he was being beaten. From the time he was being disgraced for you and for myself. Number one. Luke chapter 23, verse number 24. 23, verse number 34. One look at that one first. And look at what it means to us. This, my, my prayer is that this will, 34, it will reveal to us what Jesus is, or it will give us a revelation of Easter and what that sacrifice means. Then Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. And they part his raiment and cast lot. One of the first lessons you and I must learn about Easter is the lesson of forgiveness. The lesson forgiveness. At this point, this was not when Jesus was eat supper. This was when they had beaten him. He was almost at the point of death. He was just about to die. And the first thing that came to his mind was, Father, he said that about his enemies. He said that about the people who were beating him. He said that about the people who were betraying him. He said that about the people who were expressing wickedness towards him. He said, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they are doing. Many a time, when people are doing things against us, if they really knew what they were doing, don't do what they are doing. Yeah. They would, they, they, if they really even knew what it meant, they wouldn't do what they were doing. I mean, can you imagine if these people knew that Jesus had come to the world to save them from Satan, from Satan's tyranny? They wouldn't lay a hand on him. No. 
Many a time, I mean, in my short life as a pastor, I have met so many people do many things, many things to me, many things against me that I felt that if they really understood who I was to them, they won't do what they are doing against me. They won't do what they are doing against me. That's why one of the things I forced to do is not to hold a grudge with anybody. No, no grudge. That's why I can smile every day. I can bet that none of you in this church has ever seen me angry before. Not even one. Yeah, if you have, see me after church for a thousand rounds. None of you. Yeah, but I get angry. I mean, you don't want to see it. Yeah, I get angry in English. You don't want to see it. Yeah. But many people don't know what they are doing. They don't even understand the implications of their actions. Sometimes even people do think, they feel because I'm smiling, I don't know. Yeah. They feel because I'm, I'm smiling, I look up and I say, oh, hello, how are you? God bless you. Hello, how are you? They teach you in school. Did they not teach you in crash? Yeah, I'm smiling, hello, how are you? Because sometimes it's not worth a fight. It's not worth it. It's because they do not understand what they are doing. Give me 15 minutes. 40 minutes is too, is too small. Sometimes, they don't, sometimes people don't understand what they are doing. Sometimes you don't understand what you are doing. Sometimes I don't understand what I'm doing. Yeah. And the way Jesus dealt with people who don't understand their actions was to forgive them. Was to ask God to forgive them. Because it's ignorance. There are so many ignorant people around. Yeah. Sometimes people are being disloyal. They are just ignorant. They don't understand that their actions are is a clear display of their disloyalty. They don't understand. If they understood, they will set up. I mean, I, one day somebody said, there, 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 there's, there, there, there's politics in the church. There are two groups in the church. The lawyer ones and the other ones. I, I, as I heard, I said, I said, what share ignorance? Because if there are two groups in the church, the rich people and the poor people, why would you want to be in the poor people? If there's the loyal people and the other ones, why would you want to be in the disloyal ones? Why? Why on earth, in your wildest imagination, would you want to be in the bad group? If really there are groups in it, why would you not want? Everybody craves to be in the good. There are people who have written matrix. Some are going to go to university. Some are going to sit at home. It's not a case. It's the reality of life. But everybody wants to be in the group that will go to the university. Why do you want to sit at home? Why do you want to be in the odd group? In the bad group. Why? So, it, 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 it is because people do not understand. Yeah, some people do not understand what they are. So, Jesus says, just forgive them. Forgive them. Or else you will be, oh, be heated up, you will be bored up for nothing. One day you get an opportunity. If they will accept, you explain their actions to them. Look, one day I had a problem with another, a colleague of mine. I mean, he caused a major mess. And after all these things, after the, the mess happened, Bishop called me and he sat me down. And he said, Daniel, let me explain to you the meanings of your actions. Yeah. Because before the guy caused the mess, unfortunately for me, he called me. And he told me, I'm going to cause a mess. And I warned him, don't cause a mess. But after I warned him, 
I just went on minding my own business. After he caused, I stayed neutral. Taking my sound. Bring it back quickly. Somebody has touched something. Is the rain? Oh, we're using rain. Okay. Please, let's switch to MTN. What was I saying before I was rudely interrupted? After he had caused the mess and everything blew up, Bishop called me and said, Listen, I, I just wanted to stay neutral. He called me and said, This is the, let me explain to you the meanings of your actions. Then he gave number one. Imagine somebody is trying to kill me and you say you are staying neutral. Do, do you know what it means? Do you know your, what your quietness means? God forgive them for they know not what they do. Your quietness means an absolute support for such a person. Silence means concern. Jude 40, 40. Yeah, your, your silence, Mr. Spa, means total support for the person. You just don't have the guts. I almost said you just don't have B-A-L-L-S. You just don't have the guts to say it. That's why, let's say there's a country I know in the world which begins with S. The name of the country begins with S. Singapore, Switzerland, Sri Lanka, Sudan, Sweden, South Sudan, Sierra Leone, Syria, Spain. Sweden, Swaziland. It's okay, you have too many examples to choose from. Now, in that country, if you are not from that country and you have a problem in that country, the best thing the natives of that country can do for you is to just keep quiet and watch you. That's that's their best support for you. Father, forgive the Swiss for they know not what they do. So, when Jesus explained that these guys, they are doing what they are doing out of ignorance. One of the things you must fight to overcome is ignorance. Ignorance, not knowing what is afoot. Bible says, 200 people followed Absalom when he led the rebellion. Why? Because they did not know what was afoot. It means they did not know what was at stake. Because of the simplicity of their minds, their minds were very simple. They were simple minded. Their minds, all they knew life is black and white. It's either white or it's black. Panana, panana. There's a song like that, Michael Jackson. Black or white, panana, pan. So they think life is just black or white. So if it's not black, then it's white. Have you not watched the whole world? It's the world is just not made up of white people and black people. They are Indian people. They are other people. They are Hispanics. They are different kinds of people. Apart from just black. Simple black and white. Life is not just black and white. Open up your mind. Expand your intelligence and understanding. Life is not just that simple. Life is not just that simple. You got to be deep. 
in your understanding or else you will commit so many mistakes you commit many mistakes so many so jesus said forgive them but they don't know what they do they don't know what they do having pastored for so many years i've seen so many people make so many mistakes because of ignorance i just forgive them because if you don't forgive them you can't help them i said if you don't forgive them you can't help them can you imagine i'm bearing a grudge against lizard god forbid and then i have to help i won't help him but it's when you forgive that you can when bishop called me to explain the meanings of my actions to me it wasn't because he was bearing a grudge with me it was because he wanted to help me he put his hand on my shoulder i said my son let me explain what what your actions mean to you so jesus said father forgive them for they don't know what they are doing may you forgive all the people who have offended you if they really knew what they were doing they won't be doing that against you may parents forgive their children may children forgive their parents look children you've never been parents before so forgive your parents you don't know what parents have to put to for you to live every day what they have to deny themselves so that you get something. When they make a mistake, forgive them. Number two, I said I'm preaching for 40 minutes, so I don't know why I've talked so much on this. Number two, the same Luke chapter 23. Let's look at verse 46. Verse 46. Is it 46? 43. 43. 43. We are just learning a few lessons from Easter. And Jesus said, verily, verily I say unto you, today thou shalt be with me in paradise. Go back a few verses. Let's look at this whole story. This story explains itself. This story, this portion of Jesus' statement tells us how Jesus saves us. Go back to when the, the other thieves started to talk. Jesus came to save thieves, liars, fornicators, drunkards, uh, what again? wicked people. No, if I mention you, then you know you are saved. I thought you would say amen, that Jesus came to save you and I. Let me start again. Jesus came to say li- save liars, thieves, fornicators, drunkards, idolaters, adulteresses, witches, wizards, any type of person, Jesus came to save them. Bad wives, Jesus came to save them. Bad husbands, Jesus came to save them. Yeah, Jesus came to say all types of people. And there were also two others, malefactors, which keeps wicked people. These were the wicked people of that time. You know, this crucifixion, it was at the feast of the Jews. It was like a major celebration in the lives of the Jews. So in the crucif- in that time when they do the crucifixion, they crucified the most wicked thieves that everybody is looking for. And then they added Jesus to it. That day they should have crucified a guy called Barabbas. There was a guy called Barabbas. He was known, in those days, he was like Osama bin Laden. And they should have crucified him. And they they freed him, and they chose Jesus, rather, two others. You know, that guy escaped, he didn't die. But a couple of years ago, he died in Port Elizabeth, and I I went to bury him. (laughs) No, I had a guy, his name was Barabbas, he eventually died. Good. Led with him to... Oh, it's far. We are far. We are going from here to China. 39. 
So these two thieves, they died with Jesus on the cross. Then as they were hanging on the cross, one of them started to talk. And one of the thieves, which... Boom. There it is. 39. And one of the thieves, which were hung, railed him, saying, If thou be the Christ, save thyself and save us. 40. But the other answering rebuked him, saying, Does not thou fear God? Don't you know there are some people they don't fear they, when they do things, the question that goes to your mind, do these people fear God? You take off your mother's wig and you slap her with it. Don't you fear God? I told you I know a guy, he took the mother's wig and slapped him with it. Oh, by now he's dead. Oh cry. Last week I told you the story you will tell beans last Sunday, ne? Yeah, the bean story. If it comes on Sunday, you will hear the continuation of that story. He says, don't you fear God? See thou at the same, are in same condemnation, verse 41. And we indeed, we indeed justly, we are rightfully here. This is, as they are killing us, we are supposed to be killed. For we receive the due reward of our deeds. But this man has done nothing amiss. 42. And he said unto Jesus, Lord, remember me when thou comest in your kingdom. So Jesus was responding to this guy's request for him to be saved. And then verse 43, he says that today you shall be with me in paradise. Anyone who calls on Jesus gets saved. Yeah. Anybody. In Acts, the Bible says, before that great and terrible day, where the moon shall be turned into blood, the cloud into darkness, and anybody that shall call, and anyone that shall name the name Jesus, shall be saved. There's only one name that is given under heaven by which men should be saved, which is the name Jesus Christ. This reveals to us that Jesus' readiness to save anybody who calls on him. Today, if you call on Jesus, he will save you. If you will call on Jesus, that Jesus, son of David, save me, he will save you. Hey, pastor, if Jesus came to die to say, why doesn't he say all of us? No, he needs you to call on him. You know, usually people don't want what they need. Just being around for some time, I have learned over the years that people don't want what they need. I remember many years ago, there was a girl who was going for, I think, matric ball or something like that. And she didn't have clothes. She didn't have anything. She was like Cinderella from the Cinderella story. She had nothing. Then some guys in the church organized to help her to go for this matric ball. They spent money. They bought clothes. Clothes that I can't even buy for my wife. They bought for them. Clothes that they don't buy for their wives. They bought for them. Now, one of the things church members don't know is that as pastors and, and leaders of the church, sometimes when we help you, we help you at the expense of what we will do for ourselves. Yeah, we help at the expense of what my car has been. I fixed somebody's car when my car was broken. I could have fixed my car, but I fixed the person's car. Yeah. At the expense. So they help this girl at the expense of their wives and their children. Yeah, and they dressed her nicely. And she went for this famous matric ball. Could you believe that after the matric ball, she said she had the impudence, the pomp and audacity to say that I didn't ask you to help me.
I can't, you see, in, it's unfortunate that we were not in the Cinderella age because in the Cinderella age, when the fairy godmother helped her, when it was past midnight, all the things that she did for her, it turned into apples, uh, lettuce, bananas, <laughs> pumpkin, and everything. <laughs> yeah, they were repossessed. Yeah. She said that. Look, I didn't ask you to help. People don't want what they need. Let me tell you another story. I'm preaching for too long. Am I excited? Okay, good. One day, there was a powerful healing evangelist who had come to have a crusade. His name was Reinhard Bonke. When Bonke had the crusade, there were many miracles and many healings. Now, there was, there was this guy who was crippled. He had been crippled for as long as we knew him. Now, when... Bonke was praying for various people. The power of God touched him and he, he got up and he started to walk. And everybody was excited because they, you see, when you go for a miracle crusade and you see miracles, they are not as powerful as when you see somebody you know get a miracle because all your doubts are canceled. So this guy started to walk and we're all happy shouting and everything. Now, after this guy walked, after a while, he realized that, hmm, Tomorrow, what am I going to do? Because this guy used to sit by the roadside and beg people for money because he was handicapped. So he realized that suddenly he's unemployed because of the miracle. (laughs) Yeah, because of the miracle. So you would think, that's why when Jesus met blind Bartimaeus and he kept shouting, Jesus, son of David, save me. Jesus, son of David. When Jesus met him, you would have thought that it's obvious. Jesus also received that eyesight. But Jesus asked him, what would you have me do to you? Then he said, that I may see. Then Jesus healed him. You would think people want, people always want what you give them. No, that's why Jesus wants you to call on him so that he knows that you chose him by free will. Not somebody is forcing him on you. You chose him. Maybe your parents are pastors. So he said, oh, he said, no, you have to, at a point in your walk with God, you have to choose Jesus for yourself. You can't choose your father's Jesus. You, you can't just roll with your father's Jesus. Oh, my father was a pastor. My father was a, you have to choose Jesus yourself. 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 And when he called Jesus to save him, Jesus said, Today, even tomorrow. Not that, okay, you wait, let me go to the kingdom, then I will say many. Because before Jesus died, he was talking to his disciples in John chapter 14. He said to them, John chapter 5, I read from verse 1. He says, Let your heart not be troubled. Ye believe in God, believe also in me. In my father's house, there are many mansions there. If it was not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you that where I am, there also you may be. Then Bible says, Thomas asked him, where are you going that we cannot go? Then Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the lie. Nobody comes to the Father except through me. With that time, he had not died. So he told him, I'm going to prepare a place for you so that where I am, you ought. But after he had, when he had made the sacrifice, he was very sure. He was very certain that salvation had come. So he said to the thief, today, by the time, the day closest today, you and I, we will be in my kingdom. You don't have to even wait for the second coming. Today we will stay set forth in the kingdom. Why don't you put your hands together for Jesus? Number three. Am I preaching or I'm preaching? I said, am I preaching or I'm preaching? 
John chapter 19. Now let's speed up. Let's speed up. I wanted to preach for only 40 minutes. John chapter 19. Verse number something to something. What's the verse? 26. John 19, 26. And when Jesus saw, when Jesus therefore saw his mother and the disciple behind whom he loved. You know, John, you always wrote that Jesus loved him. Have you noticed that this, this, the disciple whom Jesus loved is not in Matthew, it's not in Mark, it's not in Luke, it's only in John. Yeah, he knew that Jesus loved him. He knew it. He knew it. He never doubted it. Look, your relationship with people is based on your perception about them. Yeah. Your relationship with people is based on your perception about them. John, he, he felt that Jesus loved him. I'm sure when Peter read John's gospel and said, the disciple whom Jesus liked, said, what does this boy think he is? Who, who does he think he is? I am the rock. Jesus called me the rock. Who does he think? Well, you never wrote in your epistle that Peter, the, the disciple whom Jesus loved. No, he was, he was confident about it. Yeah. I use that to define my relationship with some people. I, I have different people I relate with very closely. And I use it to define that. This person, he knows that I love him. He doesn't even doubt it in his head. So no matter what, no, no matter what he has done, he just moves. He just, it's, I don't have to do anything special. I just, God, I know. Some people also think, hmm, he's looking for me to shoot me. Some of you, that's how you think of your parents. Old, wicked fools. When you are somewhere, they say, Bishop is coming, you disappear. You say, Bishop is going to say, huh? What's the problem? What have I done wrong? Many of you, if I say, I want to see you, the first thing that occurs to you is, what have you done wrong? Why can it not be, what have you done right? Why can it not be? What have you done right? And these thoughts come in your mind because of your perception. The way you, perception refers to the way you think about the person. Yeah, the way you perceive. The way, the way you think about the person. Yeah. Not even what you see. Because Jesus said in Mark chapter 4 that in seeing they may see and not perceive. So you will see, but you won't perceive. Means You won't know what it means. And I, I have learned over the years, if you want to see something bad, you will see something bad. Like as I'm preaching, if you have a perception, oh, this guy is proud, you will see so many reasons, 93 reasons why I am proud. Even the first thing is my height, which is by no doing of mine. It's not like we can go to the gym and stretch. No. I I woke up like this. Do you get When I was born, all the people in my family, they were up there. So I needed to catch up with them. That's it. Do you get it? If you want to also see that, oh, I'm a nice guy. Immediately, oh, that shirt is very nice. I like the way it has been done. I like the way the guy holds them and then he moves around. I like his swagger. Immediately, you will see it. So your perception defines everything. I like even the scriptures he's using. I like the examples. Do do you get it? I like the examples. So what you want to see is what you will see. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You have enough reason to see that. Say amen. Amen. What was I saying before we came to this one? The disciple who just loved. Go and see the whole Bible. is the only one who said, Jesus loved me. (laughs) Jesus loved me. He wrote it himself. Matthew didn't write it. Mark didn't write it. Luke didn't write it. 
Yeah, at least. They didn't, but he, when he got, he wrote the disciple. He's written this thing about four or five times in his gospel. Whom Jesus? The one who Jesus loved. The, these other ones, I don't know about them, but as for me, <laughs> as for me, I know Jesus loves me. And the disciples standing whom Jesus loved, and he said unto his mother, Woman, behold your son. Next one, 27. Then he said unto the disciple, Behold thy mother. And from that hour, that disciple took her unto his home. One of the things that the death of Jesus brought is that things were replaced for people. Things were replaced for people. Mary was losing a son. Jesus gave her another son. Restoration. Gave her another son. John was losing a beloved friend. Jesus gave him, gave, gave him a mother. He says, son, behold thy mother. Mother, behold thy son. Sometimes as we walk with God and as we go through things, we lose things, but God replaces. Sometimes you lose friends, God replaces them. Don't be afraid to lose friends. Don't be afraid to lose friends. Yeah, don't be afraid to lose friends. There are some friendships you must lose at a point in your life. I'm sure if all my friends that I went to high school with were still my friends, I can't keep up. I can't even concentrate on the current friends that God is using to bless my life. There are some friends you must... There are some friends you must lose. It's part of life. It's part of the things you lose so that you can gain the kingdom. But one of the assurances I have for you is that when you lose those things, Jesus has a way of replacing them. Once upon a time, I had a congregation in Port Elizabeth, a beloved congregation. Anytime I see them, my eyes light up. They were my first love. Because real ministry, that's where I started real ministry. I've done ministry on university campus. I've done ministry in England. But that's when I did real missionary work. I gave birth to the people from zero. I mean zero, zero from zero. But it got to a point in my ministry, I had to give them up. I had to give them up. Cry, I cried. When I had to give them up, I usually don't cry. That's how I can remember when I cry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because when I was young, I used to eat cats. So people who eat cats don't cry. No, if you have eaten a cat before, you don't cry easily. No, you can't. It dries up the tears in your eyes. No, I'm just joking. I'm just joking. Please, please don't put it on Facebook. My pastor has eaten all the cats in the world. Please, no, 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 don't say that. Please. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, if you eat a lot of chilies, your heart cannot be broken. This is just free advice. Your heart hardens, so it cannot be broken. Yeah. But my heart was broken. I couldn't picture my life without them. I cried. I prayed the prayer that Jesus prayed. Father, if it be possible, let this cup pass away from me. Nevertheless, let your will be done. I prayed that prayer. There's no pastor who has been transferred who has not prayed this prayer before. If he says he never prayed it, he's a liar. Or something is chasing him from where he was. Yeah. 
but I had to give it up. I gave it up. God gave me a new congregation in Johannesburg, the city of God. That's the church I pastored. When you come to the church, there are more cars church members. Yeah. What do I mean? You can come, you see 23 cars parked outside. When you, you think that the church has 500 people inside, when you go inside the church, there are 23 people in the church. Some of them are coming from the same house. Both of them are driving. They live together. And they left home together. All of them are driving. Powerful church. If you want to see high-powered people, come to the Joburg church. Everybody's a chief executive somewhere. I tell you. When you sit with somebody, you say, where do you, also, I'm an investment banker for Sunland. You? Where do you work? I'm a chief. This, who? You work? I'm a, I'm a chartered accountant for KPMG. You? All of them, they are in your choir. Then you come and stand there. Let's sing. La, 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 la. Yeah. As the person is singing, the person, hey, that's not how to sing it. In his, in his workplace, he's a, he's a director. He's South Apple. Don't sing the song. How can you sing such a song? Yes, pastor. Yes, pastor. You even matric, you can't pass it. When we talk to you, you show arrogance. I fell in love with them. I fell in love with them. When I fell in love with them, it came to pass one day. It was a faithful Sunday evening. I had gone to preach somewhere in a, in a miracle convention. I laid my hands on people. People were rolling under chairs, drinking oil. I gave some hot oil, some cold oil, some stale oil, any Vaseline, anything you can think about. I gave it to them. When I finished, oh, I gave it to them. I gave it to I'm telling you, I was feeling so powerful, which is full of power. When I finished the whole thing, I was sitting with the pastor. Then I look on my phone. When I look on my phone, I saw a message from our chairman, Bishop Clue. He said, pass by me before you back to Jobek. I asked myself, oh, okay, no problem. He just wants to fellowship with you. I didn't think, what have I done? I said, oh, he just wants to fellowship with me a little before I go back. So I passed by there. When I got there, the, the, I mean, I've pastored that Pretoria church before. So I have so many friends there. So I started in the church. He finished everything. It was almost 2 a.m. He came to meet me. When he saw me, he said, Daniel, sit down. I was wondering. <laughs> he, said, he said, sit down. He said, what do I have to tell you? I have to sit down first. <laughs> so I sat down. When I sat down, he said, prophet wants you to go to peace. My respect. My heart just sank like that. Zoom into my belly I had to dig it up so that it doesn't mix with the coca-cola I just drank I brought it back hey yeah so I said when he said ASAP I said okay I said so I'll see you so I said sharp in it I took my car keys, I sparked my car, zoom, off to Johannesburg. I think two days later, two or four days, four days later actually, 
Tuesday morning, Monday is a holiday, so I rested on Monday. Tuesday, I called him, I said, what a guan man. He said to me, cool things are guan. <laughs> I, I was hoping he had changed his mind. <laughs> I said, he said, you're still going to Peter Myers back. I said, okay. So he asked me, when can you go? I said, I need a day to sort out my family and I'll be gone. Thursday, I was gone. I arrived here on Thursday. You guys were having a convention. I stepped into the place on a Thursday. Yeah. I gave up that congregation, but God was replacing it with a wonderful congregation. He was replacing it with a wonderful congregation. Jesus said to his mother, Mother, behold your son. Son, behold your mother. And the Bible says, from that day, the mother took the, the disciple took her to his home. Sometimes God is replacing something. He's giving you a new one. You are still holding on to the old one. You are complaining. The old one is bigger than the small, the other one, the new one. The old one is taller than the, 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 the other one. The old one is richer than the other one. You are still complaining about the old one. You know, God is placing something new in your hands. Imagine I was screaming that, oh God, I want to hold on to Port Elizabeth. Oh God, I want to hold on to Johannesburg. Oh God, hey, you and I, our paths would not have crossed. Yeah. And for some of you, I am the best thing that has happened to you since sliced bread. Yeah. Without apology. Yeah. Since sliced bread. Look, one day I asked somebody, why did you choose this girl to be your beloved? He said to me, I did not have a choice. Yeah, I was not given a choice. Yeah. I was not given a choice. I was not given a choice. I was not given a choice. When it comes to choosing a beloved, you must have a choice. You must what? Have a choice. I was not given a choice. It was imposed upon me. I've seen all the impositions. They have all not worked. Look, marriage and relationship, you have to like the person. As for love, we love everybody because for God's love, Bible says the love of God is shared abroad in our hearts by the Spirit, Holy Spirit. So as for love, we love everybody, but you have to like the person. Because it's the like that makes you live together. Don't you uncles you don't like being with, but you love them. If you hear somebody saying something bad about them, you get angry right now. But as soon as they come to the house, you leave the house. I, had an, I, I have an uncle like that. He actually, oh, let me not say it, but I have an uncle like that. When he talks, he shouts. And I don't enjoy people who talk and shout. Like when you are talking, he's a guy. Eh? No, he's not a guy, but he's a type of guy. Like when he's talking, he shouts. So he, we are not fighting. He's the, uh, as soon as he starts shouting, I stop listening to you. I, I can't even bring myself to hear what you are saying. When you, so he shouts. And just because of this, with the shouting. So anytime he comes around, I also start to go. One day I was with my sister. He wanted to come and he said, he needs money. Let's just send him money so that he doesn't come. That's all. Meanwhile, it's my uncle. I love him. I, I hope my, 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 anyway. See, man. Number four, number four. Let me round this up. Let me round this up. Bishop is up, so let me round this up. Number four. Matthew 27. Matthew 27, verse 46. 
seven things Jesus said on the cross. This is a one, one of the times back in Port Elizabeth accused me that I don't do Amazai, which is seven stations of the cross. I don't do it. The church, our church, Lighthouse, we don't do Amazai. Is that it? Am I right? Yeah. Am I right? Yes. Why are you? I'm, I'm right. I've been, look, I've been saying it before you came. Ah, thank you very much. Yeah. So this is Amazite. <laughs> so thank you. No problem. When you get a chance, you say it the way you want to say it. And about the ninth hour, Jesus cried with a loud voice, saying, Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani. That is to say, My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Even Jesus, when he was on the cross, he felt forsaken. Sometimes in life, you will feel forsaken. It doesn't mean that God has left you. So to fulfill, to, to let the people fulfill the scripture, he had to say, I test. There are things that you have to do to fulfill scripture. In your life, something, sometimes there's some bad things that are happening to you. You are fulfilling scripture. Bible says weeping endures for a night. Joy comes in the morning. If you don't cry, how would joy come to you? Sometimes you have to cry for joy to come. Without a test, there's no testimony. Without a trial, there's no triumph. Without a battle, there's no victory. Yeah, some of us have battles we have to fight. We are not ready to fight them, but we are claiming victory. You cannot have victory without a fight, without a battle. You cannot triumph without a trial. You have to be tried. Without a test, you cannot have a testimony. Some things have, somebody has to break up with you to fulfill scripture. Yeah, for you to have a certain experience. Yeah, you know, when my dad passed away, many years ago, my dad passed away. I'm, you are surprised my dad passed away many years ago. Yeah, well, about many years ago, about 10 years or so ago, my dad passed away. Now, at the funeral, one of our senior bishops, I mean, some of our bishops were there, then one of our senior bishops, when everything finished, he sat, he, he, he took me into his car. And he talked to me, he encouraged me. And then after a while, he said to me, you know something? Sometimes some experiences mature you. Then he said, from today, when your church members lose their beloveds, they lose their brothers, their sisters, their fathers, their mothers, you will no longer say to them, the Bible says, the Bible says. You will share with them from your experience how you overcame. You will talk to them because now you know how it feels. You will no longer sympathize with them, but you will empathize with them. To sympathize with somebody is not to know what they are going through. So it will be well. Don't cry, my darling. Okay. Don't cry for me, Argentina. You will be okay. But when you have been through the experience before, now when you start to talk to the person, you don't need the Bible to take the Bible verses. You talk to them with the same scriptures that brought healing, strength, and comfort to you. You talk to them from your heart. Talk to them from, because you have been, you have been in that experience before. You have seen it before. 
Some of the experience come to mature you, to make you stable. Sometimes you go, I mean, some of you have not written an exam to fail before. Once a while, you have to write an exam and fail. When you fail, you see that uh, when you are talking to the next person, you tell the brother, it is well. I know so many people, they never wrote an exam to fail before until they came to this church. You write an exam in the church and you face it that the church is more difficult than university. Yeah. 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 Number six. I want to finish number six quickly. John chapter 19. Am I preaching or I'm preaching? We are coming to the end. John chapter 19 verse 30. Just the next verse. And when Jesus therefore had received the vinegar, he, he said, it is finished. And he bowed down his head and he gave the ghost. After, you see, the vinegar was the last part for the sacrifice to be complete. And after he had taken that, he, he bowed down his head and he said, it is finished. What is finished? Our suffering is finished. Sickness is finished. Pain is finished. Anguish is finished. Everything that baffles us and worries us, it is finished. It is finished. We came here to do this work. It is finished. From today, God's people will enjoy healing. When they pray for healing, they will get it. God's people will enjoy miracles. When they pray for miracles, they will get it. It is finished. I came to tell you today, by reason of the death of Jesus Christ on the cross, your burdens have been rolled away. As Jesus said, it is finished. Your healing was paid for. It was completely paid for. Your sins were paid for. Your anguish was paid for. Your heartbreaks were paid for. He said, it is finished. And he gave up. The ghost. Number seven. I close with number seven. Luke chapter 23 verse 46 is the last of the seven things Jesus said on the cross. Let's read it and then we will stand to our feet and we'll begin to thank God for what he has done for us. He says, and when Jesus had cried with a loud voice, he said, Father into thy hands I commend my spirit and having said thus he gave up at the end of everything is God we must commit ourselves to your confidence shouldn't be in any man your comfort shouldn't be in anybody your comfort shouldn't be in any system your confidence shouldn't be in anything but being Jesus and being God he says into your as I am dying you see to die you see to die is to cease to exist is to lose control of everything that is happening. One of the ways you can picture death is when you fall asleep. When you fall asleep, you lose control of everything. Whatever is happening around you, how you look, what you do, you lose control of all of it. Some of you should just see how you are when you sleep. You will never sleep again. Somebody say amen. No, if you like, just put set your video your, cam- your phone to record you when you are asleep. 
when you wake up and you watch the video you will never sleep again yeah no no never again because look look some of you when we look at you you have to make sure every day your makeup is in place your hair is at the right place your earrings are matching when you sleep it's totally different some of you suck your your thumb when you sleep no, before you sleep, you no, when you are awake, you never, but when you fall asleep, you just like, oh, mom, 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 and you are asleep. These are the people who were giving the pacifier for too long. Or they, they, they when they were four years, they were still sucking breast, breast milk. Look, maximum one year breast milk is okay. You are spoiling the child. You're spoiling the child. Some of you, when you sleep, you spread your legs apart like that. I mean, you just you it's like you occupy. Do you get and your arms like you occupy? You occupy the place. Yeah, yeah. I mean the bed is this way. It's almost like you don't want anybody to come and lie. So you spread your arms like you occupy. But before you fall asleep, you are just there, gentle, like a princess. Then when sleep takes over, ah! Yeah! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, 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 yeah, no, no, yeah. Yeah, 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 no. Some, some uh, let me not even say some of you. I'm talking about all of us. Some of us, when we sleep, you roll to this side. Then you roll to this side. You, you are like a swing. So you be going. In your sleep. Yeah, you do. Even some of you, when you sleep, the way you snore. Now, listen, everybody who sleeps snores. I say it again. Everybody who sleeps snores. You snore because you, the air cannot move. So if you lie in a certain way and the air cannot come, you will start. You are, it's like your body is forcing to breathe. So then you snore. That, that's it. I mean, I've met so many people who say, oh, yeah, I don't snore. Until you share a room with them, then you will see. I'm talking about you know you know it's you you know it's you you know it's you but if I were to tell you that you don't me never never me I don't snore no there are two types of snorers there are those who snore and hear that they are snoring and there are those who snore that they don't hear it I don't think Pastor Zolili snores I mean the way he is such a nice pastor how can he sleep and snore but ask his wife that's where you see she has to put earplugs to sleep (laughs) throughout the night some of you the way you snore you don't need security at home 
if armed robbers come, they hear the snow, they will say, blood of Jesus, and they will run away. So to sleep, I'm explaining what sleep is. So to sleep is to lose control. It's like you don't have control over anything around you anymore. It's like if somebody is coming to hit you, you can't do anything to stop the person. You can't help yourself. If something is coming to you, you can't get out of it. You can't defend. You can't do anything. And Jesus was at that point. And to go into that point, he decided to give, commit himself to the Lord. Sometimes when you are in a situation where you are it's out of your control, you can't do anything. The best person to trust is God. It's God. It's God. It's God. He said, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. I commit my spirit. I commit my spirit. Sometimes you are in a difficult situation. You are trusting some your uncle back home in China. Trusting some your uncle somewhere. Look, the arm of flesh will fail you. The earlier you trust in God, me as the pastor of church, my confidence is in God, not in any human being. Yeah. It's in God. It's in God. Prophet told me, Daniel, have a mind that everybody is going to leave the church. Trust only in God and build the church. Yeah. When I went to Ghana, that's what they have a mind that all the people are going to leave the church and trust only in God and build the church. That's all you need. That's all you need. Trust only in God and build the church. That's all. I don't put my trust in you. Sir. Oh, because of my sister, Bishop really poses to hope. Please. 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 I have gone somewhere before with somebody with muscles and a fight happened there. The person ran away. The sis pack ran away. He ran away. Yeah. I've also seen a fight where there was a guy with sis pack with muscles. You know, these guys who have muscles every day, even on their head, they have muscles everywhere. Yeah, muscles everywhere. I was in high school and he had a fight with one guy. This guy, even as the time they were coming to fight, he was drunk. He was drunk. He was even stabilizing. You know? And this guy with the always tried to stop him. It's okay, Lee. I'll beat him. I'll beat him. I'll beat him. I'll beat him. So after a while, we decided to leave him. There's a famous saying in China that if you want to fight and they separate you and you don't separate, we leave you to be beaten. So after a while, we were tired. So we we're like, okay, beat him. What else can you do? Beat him. No, no, this guy, although he was drunk, not all of his body was drunk. A small portion of his body was not drunk. He had seen some big, big plank by the side. He had used all his powers. It's like Samson when they took off his eyes and his ear, he saved all his last powers to kill the Philistine. That's how the guy was. He was just eyeing the plank. As soon as we left, the, the guy, he just took the plank and hit the guy in the head like that. Boom! And the head burst open like that. Boom! And gash out like that. Boom! The guy collapsed. Yeah, we had to call the ambulance. With the six pack and all. With even the muscles on the head. All of them, boom, it best open like that. It's not by might. Neither is it by power. Some trust in horses. Others trust in chariots. But we trust in the name of the living God. From today, may you put your confidence, your faith, your strength in the living God. 
whatever situation you find yourself, whether it's a situation with your children, your finances, your marriage, your education, your job, your life, put your trust in the living God. In the living God. Jesus, when he was caught at this point, he put his trust in the living God. He said, Father, into your hands, I commend my spirit. I commend my spirit. And today, let us put our confidence. Don't put your confidence in me. I'm just a man. I'm just like you. As for my pastor, you know, hey, you need to meet my pastor. Sometimes I hear people talking about, I wonder, am I the one they are talking about? Do they really, they should ask my wife before they say what they are saying about me. As for my pastor, look, he's the best pastor you can ever meet. Look, hey, if you want to meet a real man of God, he's a proper, proper man of God. He fears the Lord. He speaks in tongues. He's always reading the Bible. Who told you? Us. He's always reading the Bible. There's nobody loving like this, my pastor. He's always caring for me. Hey. You should speak to my wife before you say what you are saying. Put your trust in even me. I don't trust myself like that. Come on, put your trust in Almighty God. Almighty God. Almighty God. Whatever you are going through, whatever situation you find yourself, today I came to tell you that Jesus commands us to put our trust in God. Commend ourselves to the Father. I pray that it will govern our lives and we will let Jesus our, our lives will be in the hands of God. Anything will trust the Lord. Will trust the Lord. Even if that teaches us nothing, it's teaching us to trust God for all things. Stand to your feet. Let's pray right now. Stand to your feet. We just want to spend a little time praying that our confidence will be in Almighty God. Lift your hands wherever you are and surrender everything you are going through. Everything your life is made up of to the Lord. Surrender it to the Lord. Surrender it to the Lord. Surrender it to the Lord. Commit it to the... If it's your business, commit it to God. If it's your marriage, commit it to God. If it's your health, commit it to God. If it's your center, commit it to God. If If it's anything, your education, whatever has to do with you, commit it to God. Your Christian life, commit to... Maybe you are here, you are feeling tired. You are feeling like you are losing control. Commit it to Almighty God. Commit it to Almighty God. Right now, wherever you are, commit it to God. Commit it to God. Commit it to God now in the name of Jesus. 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 La pa leko si pa kayaba. Kandolo bo shetoli aske pala. Limpa lo ba kakayamasa. Ke mamuma brendo bali kayabaska. Ke no kale bakota si kelebe. Limpa lo ba la kandolo lolo. Ke balola ke bababa. Lampa lo ba brendi ba. Lepa ko lipa kasaka ba. Lampa la baba brendi ba. Ke babo ba la kayababa. Neko lipa sota le ba. Brando ba la. Leba ko ba de kayababa ba. Lebe do ba ke bala la la 
Kamalaba, 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 Lempaloba, Setoliasi, Kabola, Sikulaba, Limpaloba, Limpaloba, Malakabada, Rambobal, Kemosipaloba, Kemosikulaba, Japolikoske, Kimosipakolaba, Brandolaba, Rababa, Brandobala, Yantolaba, Sontaberi, Kayakolaba, Mikoliko Sikolaba, Shatolovoske, Pando Kabala, Mikoliso Talebakaya, Kamamo, Mandori, Astepaloba, Kabola, Setoliba, Sentolaba, Lempalobando. Kande brasi, kabole kete brasi, yepa baba branta lava, branta lava, branta lava. My God, my God, my God, my God. Makoli pose toli bai, melosi pa yekaba, kanosi toli boste paloba, rando lava kayento liko se palo, yipalo baba baba, rapando lobos ke paloba. Ya toriba se nebrosi palaba. How many of you know this song? Let's sing it to the Lord. And trust Him in His presence daily. Oh, to
yourself in what challenge you have what problem you have that seems to be overwhelming you that seems to be overpowering you that seems to be wearing you down that seems to be breaking you down and pin you apart i want us to commit it into the hands of god right now in the name of jesus whatever problem it is whether it be your children your marriage your finances your school your christian life your relationship your health i want us to pray and commit it to the hands of god right now i expect miracles to take place in this place right now miracles are beginning to take place right now just begin to com commend it to the hands of god Commend it to the hands of God. Commend it to the hands of God. Wherever you find yourself, whatever situation it is, Lapa Loka Sepakaya, King Bolobosan Poliaskipa, Lim Palobas Cotalion Bolobosi, Kaya Palacasipa Colaba, Lim Palobas Kepandoliaska, Yandoriaska Pandolianda. Begin to pray wherever you are right now. Lepa Coma Sicola, whatever the situation maybe it's overwhelming you it's more than you can carry commend it to God hand it over to Jesus 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 lepa loka posi kobalo brantolobosan tebalo lepa loba skepaloka lepa koniko sipakolaba rampandolias lepa loba kimako si
Tonight I believe healing is the blessing that we receive it. Tonight healing, Bible says healing is the bread of the children. If you are not well in any part of your body, just place your right hand there right now. If you can put your hand there and receive healing in the name of Jesus. If you can't put your hand there, just put your hand on your heart. Receive healing right now. Receive healing right now. Receive healing. Receive a shot from God right now. In the name of Jesus. 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 Let me share this testimony with you quickly. And then we are going to thank God. Then we are going to take communion. I hope we have communion ready. We're going to thank God. We're going to take communion. You know, a few days ago, just maybe three days ago, I was supposed to go to the bank. So, and I was going to play golf. So when I, when I was going, I took my ID and I put it in my pocket and my bank card. So after we had finished playing, I mean, when we were going to play, I took it out of my pocket because you put the balls in your pocket, you put the teeth in your pocket. So you keep your hankies in your pocket, you keep pulling it in and out. So I was afraid I was going to drop the things in my pocket. And I had 100 rands also. That's just by the way. 
So I took it out and I put it in my golf bag. Now when we finished playing, I took the stuff and I put it back in my pocket. Then we went, I went, I went to the next place. When I got to the place, I needed my ID. So I put my hand in my pocket. I couldn't find the ID. Then I said, oh, it's in the golf bag. So I went back to the car, looked into the bag. I couldn't find the ID. We drove back to wherever we stopped. We went from dop to dop. Dop to went to the golf course. Went to hole 18 to go and look for the ID. We couldn't find it. So when we couldn't find we decided, okay, it's okay. We will go home. So when we decided, when I was with Lungan, when we go, he said to me, you will find it, you will be surprised when you get, at, you get home, you will find it at home. So I just said, amen. I went home. When he dropped me, he went off, I opened the door. I went straight into my wardrobe. When I opened my wardrobe, my ID was sitting there. It was waiting for me. He started to smile to look at me. He smiled at me. I smiled back at him. I said, God is so powerful. That's the kind of God we serve. I said, that's the kind of God. I was so certain I took the idea. I, I had plans of what to do. And, and if you want to see one of the most organized people in the world, you are looking at him. No, I'm serious. No, you see me throwing my hands about. I, I have planned I'm going to throw my hands about before I throw them about. <laughs> yeah. It was standing there looking at me, smiling at me. Look, Lungani said to me, Bishop, you will, you will be surprised when you get home, you will fight. I said, Amen. Because I'm a man of faith. When I op- I went, look, I went into my house with faith to go and find it. I opened the door. I went straight to my wardrobe. I opened. The ID was sitting there. It was smiling at her. I said, Eta. He said, Etara. how your miracle is going to find you that's how your breakthrough is going to find you that's how you it will not even make sense to anybody yeah, it will not make sense to anybody lift your hands and just thank god quickly we are just about to receive communion just thank god as we bring the communion out thank god as we bring the communion out. just thank god melanie stay in your seat Thank God as we bring the communion out. Maso Pale Kobada Kaske Pago Kimo Sipala Brando Brala Kolaba Brantebere. Now, as we take communion, believe God that your breakthrough is coming through this through the body and the blood of Jesus. Through the body and the blood of Jesus. Through the body and the blood of Jesus. Why do we take communion? We take communion to receive the power of God. To receive the power of that comes from the broken body of Jesus and the blood that Jesus shed for us on Calvary's cross. So as we are about, believe that your miracle. Look, there's somebody here, you have had a problem. The problem has been there for eight years. Today is the last day of that problem. As Jesus said, put up that scripture, it is finished. Today we are going to say to that problem, it is finished. Today is the last day of that problem. You will hear the problem no more. The Lord said to the children of Israel, He said to Moses, Tell the children of Israel to put the blood on their doorpost. For the Egyptians they see today, they will see them no more. Amen. Some of the, the, the problems you have been facing up to today, after today, 
you will see them no more by reason of today's communion you will see them no more lift your voice and your hands and just begin to pray as the communion comes around as we prepare to take the communion as it comes around as it comes around we are going to pray over it and we are going to we are going to invoke the scripture it is finished to mark the end to mark the end of your persecution to mark the end of your struggle to mark the end of your difficulties to mark the end of every problem you have been through in the name of jesus every challenge that is currently hustling you and harassing you today marks the end today marks the end today marks the end in the name of jesus in the name of jesus my God, my God, my God, my God, thank you, yes, Lord, thank you, Lord. How many of you have the communion ready? Please take the bread. Maybe let's sing one song while they get ready. Alas, I lay down. The Lord said to me, I will cling to, to the old ragged cross. And a strange song. body was broken for ours to be mended let everybody that is broken here be mended in the name of Jesus by the entrance of this body let us receive a supernatural repair 
of our bodies every i speak to tissues i speak to cells i speak to organs let them receive supernatural repair in the name of jesus i speak to mental problems and anguish now in the name of jesus let them receive supernatural repair in the name of jesus in the name of jesus i speak lord to long-standing problems of the flesh i curse last i curse every weakness of the flesh may we receive supernatural strength to overcome in the name of jesus i speak to emotional imbalances lord let there be a balance let there be stability stability in the mind stability in the heart stability in the soul in the name of jesus by the entrance of your body lord let a wall be built around your people to protect them in their health in the name of jesus dispatch your angels to form a security around your people even in this season of shootouts in our city send an angel to be in charge of every single person here in the name of jesus let this body that was broken for our healing it was broken for our sins it was broken for us let it do a perfect work in our lives in the name of jesus we thank you we bless you in jesus name the body of christ supernaturally converted into the blood of Jesus the blood that was shed for the remission of our sins the blood that was shed for our salvation the blood that was shed as an atonement for our lives in the name of Jesus let this blood rough a perfect work in our lives we pray that as the children of Israel mark their doorposts with the blood of the Lamb, that death pass over them. May death pass over us. I pray that the entrance of this blood will bring life into everybody. Let everybody under the sound of my voice cross 70 with ease. Your word declares that the life of a thing is in the blood. As we take in the blood of Jesus, let there be restoration of life. The thief cometh not but to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But I have come that you may have life and have abundance of life. By the entrance of this blood, let abundance of life find us. Let us find abundance of life in the name of Jesus. Every life that is ending, that is finishing in this place let there be a renewal in the name of jesus let there be an extension of life whatever we have done to cut short our life let this blood atone for it and let there be an extension of life in the name of jesus father 
let this blood the blood of the new covenant speak on our behalf your word declares that there's a blood that is better than the blood of Abel the blood that speaks better things speaks of a new agreement let this blood speak of a new agreement between us and you every contract we have with you that is expiring let this blood lead to a renewal in the name of Jesus we thank you for the blood in Jesus name the blood of Jesus The blood that Jesus, that Jesus shed for me way back on, on Calvary. Oh, the blood that gives me strength from day to day. Sing it again, the blood that Jesus shed for me. Said the blood that Jesus shed for me. Way down on Calvary. Way back on Calvary. The blood that gives me Please stop moving around, please. Please stop moving around. Today, Today 
God will never lose his power. Tonight, by reason of your body and your blood that was broken and shared for us, which we have taken in by way of communion, we declare that every anguish, every struggle, every problem, every wicked imagination against us, every wickedness towards us, every wicked judgment against us, even by our doing, by today's communion, we declare that it is finished. We declare that it is finished. That it is finished. As Jesus hung on the cross and said, it is finished, we declare that it is finished. In the name of Jesus. We declare an end to struggles. We declare an end to confusion. We declare an end to sicknesses. We declare an end to joblessness. We declare an end to blockades in our lives. We declare an end to every challenge in our lives because of the blood and the body of Jesus. We bless you. We thank you that that is our portion in the name of Jesus. And everybody says, Say your loudest amen for your biggest breakthrough. Confusion has come to an end in your life. There's somebody here you have been misconstrued to be something that you are not. Today marks the end of that misconstruing. From today, people shall see you for what you are as a child of God, as an elect, a chosen of Almighty God. The glory of God is about to overshadow you from today that people will see you and give glory to Almighty God. If you believe it, give the Lord a shout of prayer. somebody here you have been accused at your workplace by reason of today's communion your accusers will find out that you are not a thief God is going into their eyes to bring up evidence for your exoneration evidence for your exoneration How many of you are excited about the blood of Jesus? Wonderful. Please find one of the one of our Zulu, one of our Hebrew songs, one of the songs of Zion that talks about blood. Ah, so does he talk about the blood? Is that it? Or you have another one? One of the ten songs. What does Wasusi zone does he? Thank you. Okay. You, any of them, any of them, any of them, just quickly, just find it for me. A corner. You can take the, the, the waters now. You can take the, 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 the uh-huh. want to shake a little. A
guys are not dancing. I wanted to give you another song, but you are not dancing. Yeah, I can't feel you. I can't. Those people wearing white over there, you are all not dancing. I counted. One, two, three, four, five, six. All of wearing white. I saw you. You are not dancing. I'm going to give you one more. One special. One special. But you are not dancing. Do you have one more for us? I saw Zay. I saw Zay. I Mobile, that's your name, ne? Mobile and yeah, bootleg. That, that your group. Senna Camp. Mobile, you are playing left, left, left back. Ne? You are playing center, 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 and then you are playing right back. You, you, you want to come up? Come up, come up, come up. Come up. Aha, aha, aha. Let's roll. Jesus Christ, oh, 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 oh
that that other one. Woza, woza melewa. Where is that one? You want to? How many of you want to celebrate the Lord? Come on, let's roll it, roll it. Track number four. I see some of you are tired. You are young, but you are tired. Do you want to go one more? How many of you want to go one more? One more. 
This is where we'll bring this part of the service to an end. But don't worry, Sunday morning we are here live in the flesh with the Spirit of God. Yeah. But before I close, I want to give somebody an opportunity. I'll take an offering, but before I take the offering, I want to give you an opportunity. Maybe you have not invited Jesus into your life to be your Lord and your Savior. Even though he has shed his precious blood for you and for me. You are here like that. I want to say, Pastor, I want that blood that can wash away my sins. That will make my name be written in the Lamb's book of life. 
like Jesus said to the thief on the cross today you will be with me in paradise if we will surrender to him today indeed our names will be written in the book of life if you are here like that i want to pray with you i want to ask you to lift up your right hand every eye close every head bow pastor i don't want to go to hell when i die i want jesus to come into my life to be my lord and my savior if you are here like that please lift up your right hand i want to pray with you pastor please every eye close please every head bow pastor please pray with me i want to surrender my life to jesus I want to surrender my life to Jesus. Lift up your right hand. I'll pray with you wherever you are in this place. Jesus shed his blood for you and for me. I want to pray with you. I want to pray. Lift up your right hand. I'll pray with you. If you are lifting your hand, lift it up high above your head. I want to pray with you. I want to pray with you. I want to pray with you. If you lifted up your hand, I want you to come to me in the front. I'll pray with you. My sister over there at the back, just come to me. I'll pray with you. I'll pray with you. I'll pray with you. Please forgive me of all my sins. I believe that you died for me and rose again. I confess that Jesus is the Lord of my life. Thank you, Jesus, for dying to save me. Amen. Father, thank you for your daughter. Let your saving power and the assurance of salvation be her portion today, once and for all, in Jesus' name. Willie Kazi, is that right? Yeah. After church. Who, who, who's who's uh, Auntie Yvonne will talk to you after the service. God bless you. you. May go back to your seat. And you may be seated in the presence of God. Wow. Thank you for joining us. We believe you have been blessed by this life transforming message by Bishop Daniel Harley. For more information, Contact us at 204 Peter Kirchhoff Street, Peter Maritzburg, or call 083-773-1605. God richly bless you.